Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Simonetti. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, uh, I don't want to talk about this uh, too, too much because we've got other things okay. we need to talk about. But on Tuesday night, I went to the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts to see the national tour of Hadestown. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I've seen Hadestown on Broadway twice. I've talked about my love for that show. However, the second time that I saw it on Broadway, there were a number of understudies on. So I did not see Patrick or Amber Mm. on as Hades or Persephone. And their understudies were fine. They were good. But they didn't have that edge and that um, electricity that the originals did. So I was... uh, I was a little worried that the show needed those iconic performances and performers mm. to work. I'm glad to say that having seen this tour, yeah. that does not, <laughs> that is not true. Because this cast, even though I knew nobody in the show other than Nathan Lee Graham, who I've interviewed before, who is mm. Hermes, um, they were, I mean, spectacular. Um, Nathan Lee Graham starts the show in a, in a somewhat different vibe, a more, um, open and demonstrative vibe than Andre did, but he is doing a lot of the same Andre DeShields characterizations and even kind of, not line readings, but you know what I mean, kind of bringing it, but he is... It's hard to get away from it after you've seen it, because it's so 100%. perfect. 100%. Yeah. But, but because Andre DeShields is older and probably doesn't have the same voice that he did decades ago, Nathan Lee Graham is kind of singing it a little bit more than, mm. than Andre, mm-hmm. who's kind of talk singing. And it's, that's actually similar to what um, uh, Matthew Patrick Quinn, who's playing Hades, he doesn't have the deep voice of Patrick Page, but he's got a pretty mm. darn deep voice, so he's actually able to sing it a little bit more than Patrick does it as well. Um, but the real standouts, as they should be, are Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, Orpheus is uh, Chibuze Ihumoa. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he was phenomenal. And Eurydice is Hannah Whitley. Um, uh, she has a very Eva quality to her, but maybe a little bit more mm. raspy, a little bit more Demi Moore uh, going on there. But it was they were all remarkable. The the um, the staging still kept me in. Like literally the first thirty minutes, I was like never not crying. Um, of Persephone, not. Yeah. yeah, Persephone is Lindsay Hales, also great. The fates were tremendous. The workers' course, we had three understudies or swings or standbys or whatever uh, in the workers' course, all were great. Um, and even the you know the changes that they have to make to that staging because it's not in a Broadway house, and I don't want to spoil anything. Um, not that I guess it really doesn't matter at this point. Um, you know they can't go down literally into the stage because it's on tour. Even that way down. worked. Yeah, way down. Uh, but it was tremendous. Um, I am not going to be seeing it a second time. Um, my sister is coming in town uh, on Saturday, so she's going to take my ticket to see it on Sunday. Um, but I am very glad that I was able to see it because it is really a remarkable production. It's just and a I hope perfect show. It really is. Just absolutely Ugh. staggeringly gorgeous. So Now I know what I'm listening to on my way into the city yep. tonight. Thank you. So good. You're welcome. Uh, all right. So... Let's get into it because Hello. this is this is stuff that we have been talking about behind the scenes for a while now. We knew most of this. There was one thing mm-hmm. that was a bit of a surprise, yep. um, and we we'll, we can talk about that as well. But on Wednesday, the upcoming Broadway revival of Sweeney Todd announced the remainder of its casting, and oh boy, are there stars! Uh, we already know about Josh Groban and Annalee Ashford as Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Levitt joining them. Let's start with the big name, at least for theater people, as the beggar woman will be Ruthie Ann Miles. Thank goodness. Uh, this is an interesting one, obviously, because 
we know that she was originally supposed to do Light the Piazza for Encores in like February. Yeah. Then it got pushed to June. She's still technically doing it, but I now I think that might throw into a little bit sharper focus as to why that move was made. She can probably get away with taking a week or two off from the show after it's opened after the Tony yeah, Awards. Totally. Better than she can in rehearsals or and or previews. By that point. We don't know. No, I can't imagine. The show starts performances on February twenty sixth. She's not gonna be out three months later, you know, four months later. Um, but maybe you're right. She could be, I think that would be a surprise, but, um, there have been rumors. I mean, not really rumors at this point. There is, we all know that a show that she will help to develop is coming to Broadway this summer. Probably. Yes. I think this rules her out for that production. So, um, Likely. we can get into that. Yeah. We can, I think in it also the fact that there's been nearly a decade between productions might also rule her out for that, but we can get into that show when it becomes a little bit more crystal. But joining her in the cast, this is one that when I first heard it was a bit of a surprise, but I think also fairly brilliant playing Anthony in the show or Anthony, if you would like, since they goes by both in the show is Jordan Fisher, which I think is uh, so really, good. really interesting. Um, uh, playing Tobias will be Gatton Matarazzo. Uh, another show that he has recently been attached to is also going to be coming to Broadway in the next few months. I guess we know which one he picked and i think that is makes a lot of sense because this is a much more substantive role it's hard to not pick this show correct correct um joining the cast uh is a, someone who i don't really know much of i guess she had done on your feet at one point but playing joanna yep. is uh maria bilboa uh, or bilbao uh, perhaps uh playing judge turpin is not the alliterative name that I thought we were going to get, but is it a different alliterative name? Jamie <laughs> yeah. Jackson uh, will be playing Judge Turpin. Playing Beetle Bamford will be John Rapson, who I saw on the national tour of Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder and was oh, tremendous. Nice. Fantastic. Playing the Jefferson Mays roles. Uh, mm -hmm. Really, really good. Nicholas Christopher, who I've seen both in Miss Saigon, Miss Saigon and Hamilton, will be playing uh, Pirelli and will be the standby for Sweeney Todd. And then the standby for Mrs. Lovett and the Beggar Woman is really the casting that lit up most of my twitter feed on on wednesday <laughs> yeah. because that is the erstwhile uh diana of windsor gina duvall and that is like everybody is now figuring out how they can make sure that they are there when gina presumably at some point goes on if and when annalee ashford sure. takes a day off but i mean other than the fact that we had been told from I mean, literally the most reliable possible source you can ever imagine for yes. word on Patrick Page that he was going to be in this show. He is not, apparently. Yeah. We had talked previously about the fact that he is doing a one-man production of King Lear in D.C. Mm -hmm. in February. Perhaps that is what made it impossible for him to do this. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, the rest of this cast is, I mean, chef's kiss uh, tremendous. To be is absolutely. That's kind of my thinking for Patrick Page is that, you know, doing King Lear, especially through the end of March, I think. Um, so, you know, we just talked about Ruthie Ann Miles, who could very potentially come out in the summer. So uh, Patrick Page always has the opportunity post-Lear to come in if they were going to change. But, of course, now we have this official casting of who all is going to start with it. And I think it's great, all of it. <laughs> I'm very happy. Um, obviously, I'm very excited about this production for both reasons that I mentioned yesterday as far as the orchestrations go. And just in general, it's a pretty damn perfect musical and probably Sondheim's best. Um, 
you know, looking into, we had heard some other names for Joanna. Um, we had as, as far as <laughs> one of them. One yeah. of them made the opposite choice that Gatton made. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I'm really interested to see more from Maria. Um, she's a legit soprano and has a high belt. Has done some West Side Story before in the past. I don't know what production, but her version of Tonight is on YouTube, and she's very, very good. So I, <laughs> of course, you did some YouTube rabbit holing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm quick on the punch. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like I said, the performances will begin at the Lunt Fontaine Theater on February 26th, and it will open a month later on March yes, 26th. Indeed. We will be talking much more about this uh, very, very soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you said that Sweeney Todd might be Stephen Sondheim's best musical. Of course. Correct. There is one sweet, uh, there's one, uh, Stephen Sondheim musical that we have not yet seen. So it might not be the best <laughs> when all is said and done. Um, but yesterday, a very odd and more than likely hoax Twitter account. Maybe square one B way sent out a single tweet. It said 1215, like 12 slash 15, meaning December 15th, yeah. which is today at 10 a.m. and then a megaphone. One would believe that that means that there is going to be some sort of an announcement about Square One on Broadway mm -hmm. on Thursday, December 15th at 10 a.m. Now, I will say there is nothing attached to this website. Otherwise, they are not following anybody. No. It, it joined officially in July of 2022, but that doesn't – they could have yes. changed the name. Actually, I don't know if Elon Musk is letting people change their handles, but who knows? Um, they, have, say? they have a website, squareonebroadway.com, that is linked in their bio. It does not go anywhere right now. does not the, exist at the moment. If you do the who is – uh, query for the domain registrar. It looks like it was just, um, registered yesterday or on Tuesday. So highly unlikely that they, that a show that is making an announcement for Broadway on Thursday just purchased the right to the domain on Tuesday. But as we have talked Hard about before, say. yeah, but pretty, pretty easy to say. Square One is the show that Stephen Sondheim actually teased on an episode of Colbert that is the official name for the musical that had been going as Buñuel, uh, that he is working, had been working on with David Ives throughout the latter years of his life, that had had a mm -hmm. number of starry workshops, especially one with the yes. public theater led by, uh, like Mark Kudish and uh, Nathan Lane and Bernadette Peters Bernadette. and Matthew Morris, mm -hmm. Morrison was in it. Um, this is an episode that hasn't come out yet, but it will come out around the holidays. I interviewed uh, DT Max, and we talked about this before, mm -hmm. uh, who was was profiling Sondheim in the latter years of his life for The New Yorker. That article never came out, but he turned it into a book. In our conversation, he talked about Square One and how, from his understanding, the first act was the done. New Yorker piece, too. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. Yeah, because this is not like everybody knows about it. Like Sondheim talked about it on national television and yeah, saying yeah, yeah. saying that it was coming. But he said, like, from what he understands, like the first act is done. I mean, maybe it yeah. probably would have been tweaked. So he doesn't know if like that's Shortly. how long that is, if that's, you know, how much of act two was done, if that is something that could someday be seen. I don't think this is real. I'm just putting this out there. I don't think this is real. However, I will be <laughs> yeah. delighted if it is, but I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in it yet, if perhaps for no other reason other than to guard my personal deeply frail emotions. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to not get too excited about it, but I do have an alarm set 
multiple alarms set for 10 a.m. Because, because you're not normally up that early is what you're saying. Because I'm not awake. Yeah, I'm not awake. I mean, usually my alarm goes off at 9 and then I just snooze for two hours because that's really healthy for my REM cycle. Um, but there's certainly alarm for 10 a.m. on Thursday and I will be checking squareonebroadway.com and squareonebroadway Twitter and everything. Uh, there had been, I mean, obviously you talked about the workshops with Nathan and Bernadette and there have been conversations about mounting some form of production of it some point, maybe next year. Um, that's what I've heard. I don't know what that looks like. And I can't imagine it's going to be a full scale production because I can't imagine it is done enough. Certainly not where Sondheim would have been happy with it to have seen it through additional workshops and previews and everything else, off-Broadway production, whatever else. So I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know if this thing is real, but I cannot help midday on Wednesday having my hopes up. I really yep. can't. I'm so I'm, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Waiting patiently, impatiently. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. At this point, the people that would be controlling this property, other than like producers that are involved, would be David yeah. Ives and Stephen Sondheim's mm-hmm. uh, husband, estate, Jeffrey. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, assuming Jeffrey is con- in control of the estate, I I, I believe we, we've yeah, heard he about is. his will. So, yes. um, it pretty much is. So, who knows what this is? Probably nothing. Probably a scam just to get people excited and like to promote some sort of crypto thing. But uh, for now, very exciting. And we'll Square see what happens. NFT. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get too excited about a show too that late. might not ne- might not ever happen, let's get excited about shows that will happen by talking about our sponsor this week, Today Ticks. As you know, there is no better place to get tickets for Broadway, Off-Broadway, Cabaret, Fact. Comedy, and more than Today Ticks. They have just about every show you could possibly want to see, and they have it in ways that you can get them quickly and cheaply, and in, in a lot of cases, in no other possible places. All you have to do is either download the app or go to todaytix.com to see what is available. And you can get tickets in as little as 30 seconds, no matter what it is that you're looking for. Absolutely. They are so flexible. So it doesn't matter if you want to see a show tonight, if you wanted to see a show in March. If you're thinking about Sweeney, if you're thinking about Square One, because I certainly am, you can get access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows in day of discounted tickets. They are not just for Broadway. They are not just for the West End. You can find cities across the country and around the world including Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. And we're in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Give whatever tickets, whether it be Broadway, regional, off in Sydney, Australia, to your loved ones, to people you hate, even, if you're feeling <laughs> that generous. We talked about Nathan Lane. We've already got tickets for Pictures from Home up on Today Ticks, which obviously I'm very excited about, because Nathan Lane and Danny Burstein, how can you go wrong? But I mean, many other highly anticipated shows, including like Kate Berlant's return with her solo show, Kate, so much more. Check it out. Don't miss out on live entertainment. See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. One more time, just in case you need to get a pen and paper, todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway. 
All right, Ashley, real quick, I'm going to run through last week's Broadway grosses. I'm not going to belabor this much because we've talked a lot about Sondheim already. We have a lot more to talk about, so we will yes, get we into that. Lots of shows saw week-to-week increases. In fact, I think all but like six shows actually saw week-to-week gains, which is nice as we start to get into the holiday season. Leading them all was The Music Man at $3.389 million, followed by The Lion King at 2.3, Wicked at 2.3. Uh, zero eight, a Hamilton at two point zero seven, and then the Phantom of the Opera at two point zero two. Again, it's closing, and it is still doing that well. The rest mm-hmm. of the shows north of seven figures are Funny Girl, MJ, Aladdin, Curse Child, Moulin Rouge, A Beautiful Noise, Beetlejuice, Six, The Book of Mormon, and Juliet and Leopoldstadt. Uh, the Piano Lesson, which has recently extended, also just on the outside yeah. looking in. Uh, down at the other end of the scale is Between Riverside and Crazy. Ain't No Mo, 1776, Top Dog, Underdog, and K-Pop in its final week on Broadway, despite that fact that it is now closed. Yeah. It's all a $155,000 increase week over week and played to over 100% capacity, which Love is it. tremendous. It was um, one of six shows that played over 100% capacity, and it was fourth behind only Music Man, Hamilton, and Phantom of the Opera. All right, real quick, some talk about shows that are in development. Apparently, in an interview with AV Club, director and filmmaker Darren Aronofsky talked about the fact that apparently he is working on a musical adaptation of his film Black Swan, which... Interesting. Okay. Yeah. He said, we're trying to do the Black Swan musical. Um, when asked if the goal was going to be to Broadway, he said, we'll see what happens, but we're working on it. Um, he said, I would love, uh, when asked about his thoughts of, of making a movie musical, said, I would love to, and I've talked to many people about it, and I've come close to a few ideas. He is the director of uh, the film adaptation of The Whale, which is obviously based on the uh, Hunter um Thompson, Hunter S. Thompson play that stars Samuel Brendan Fraser. Hunter. Samuel Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson. Close. Someone completely you got a different. Hunter in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very different. Very different. Uh, anyway, um, the other one is uh, the fact that producers have tapped playwright John J. Caswell Jr. to adapt a stage musical of the acclaimed short film documentary The Flag Makers. It um, will be directed by New York Public uh, Theater Associate Artist Director Sahim Ali. The doc, which is actually from National Geographic Documentary films is a meditation on the American dream following workers at the employee-owned Edgar Flagg in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, the country's largest maker of American flags and flagpoles. So, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see what that's all about. Um, Okay, so that is the news, but uh, I want to real quick talk about a feel-good recommendation. It is a like a two-and-a-half-minute featurette for the upcoming Beauty and the Beast 30th uh, celebration oh, that will yeah, be yeah. happening on ABC on um, tonight, Thursday, the 15th. It will yeah. also be available the next day on Disney+. Plus. You get some great looks at the scene, uh, the scenery, the sets, the costumes, and some previews of performances from the song Belle and Be Our Guest. I'm really jazzed about this. Like, I, I think I'm this too. is very cool. I think her looks amazing as Belle. And the cast with Josh Groban, of course, Josh Henry, uh, Rita Moreno, Martin Short, David Allen Greer, Shania Twain, I guess. That's still a strange one to me. Uh, <laughs> John John Briones, who is a, a a great theater star as well. So I'm excited about this. I've got this set to DVR, but I'm also yeah. – obviously can watch it on Disney Plus the next day. But um, – like I'm, I'm more amped about this than I thought I would be. The beast pup at uh, puppetry, I guess it's yeah. technically considered. It looks very cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a blend of live action and animation, yeah. but it's not like the stuff that we've seen in like stage versions or at the theme parks. Um, there is some of that kind of more 
mascot-y costumes that we're used to, but there is a lot of puppetry. Sure. There seems to be some great choreography going on. It is a 360 set. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm all for it. And if, for, if for nothing else, Joshua Henry. Yeah. Especially I mean, singing Gaston. So, somebody said on Twitter when there's a picture of him and her together, not him and her. That's yeah. very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, her H period, E period, R period, uh, who's playing Belle. And someone's like, this is the first time I've ever wanted Belle and Gaston to get together. So, which I think is very fair. <laughs> yeah. Very, very Sure, fair. why not? Yeah. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can the folks find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday. Send up some thoughts and prayers to Ashley and all the Sondheim fanatics out in the <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, I'm not on the show tomorrow. No, so, no, it'll I be mean, me and Grace. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you're dead, that's probably you know, good that we don't have to reschedule remember something. Me. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you will remember me. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day, and we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow.